You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money with Brenthurst Wealth. And this week I'm speaking to Mags Haystack from Brenthurst Wealth in Johannesburg. And Mags, you sent me a piece which is actually quite pertinent because it says the following. With COVID-19 wreaking havoc on the global and local economy, investment scams and fraud is due to increase drastically. Here are some of the areas we can look at, you say, and how investors can be aware of the various types of scams and fraud threatening their bottom line. Now, it, it is obvious that when people are vulnerable, uh, people take advantage of them. I mean, just as a general statement. Well, Lindsay, firstly, thanks thanks for having me again. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, today's conversation is, is one that's not really discussed quite, quite often. You know, obviously, we've had a lot of news about the state of the economy and uh, everything else, and from, you know, from a greater scheme of things. But I thought, you know, today I would like to discuss the, the more personal elements of, of how investors can basically protect themselves from the different types of scams and phishing, um, you know, scams as well and and, and what what to look out for. And I've actually highlighted a few points that, you know, during my experience as an advisor and what what we've experienced as well um, could translate into some beneficial tips for investors and and what they need to look out for in in the coming months. I think the first thing is because everybody is home and online, and when I say everybody, you know what I mean, there's been a drastic increase in home usage of Wi-Fi and of PCs and other devices. How secure are you at home? I've seen programs about your employer watching, watching what you're doing online, first of all. I mean, you're working from home, but your employer can see what you're doing, whether it be uh, physically or actually whether it's just, just tracking what website you're going to, etc. That seems to me to be an invasion of privacy and also open to abuse yeah i mean that's that's definitely a conversation that people need to have with their employers and find out you know are they doing it and, and is the uh, surveillance in line with the law um but i think it's also it's difficult for employers to kind of understand exactly what the employees are you know busy doing at home um but i'm not going to get too much into that because it is quite a <laughs> controversial topic but yes you know it's definitely it makes one wonder you know what exactly is being monitored um and it you know does make one think um but you know there's there's more risks out there than just you know employers watching you you know there's you know we all know the the, the basic um you know different types of viruses and trojans that you get on on your computer and things like that um and and i think internet security is is something that will continuously change in in the in the spectrum and i think you know for a lot of i would say older investors who might not be as tech savvy there are definitely ways that that you can protect yourself Yes, there are. You talk about the security that you need to implement. You have to look at your phone, you have to look at your email account, and you have to look at your online banking details. It's very, very simple. I mean, I get these things all the time from uh, from my particular bank, and it says, please fill in your details here. But then I look at the email address that it's come from, and it's got nothing to do with the bank concerned. It's, uh, it's some spurious account. That's the first thing that really alerts me. No, definitely. I think you raise a very good point there that, um, you know, in my opinion, the, the top three elements that, that needs to be the most secure, and this is in terms of your password or accessibility or anything like that, should be, as you mentioned, your, your cell phone, um, your email address, because your email address and your banking loggings are tied. So if, if hackers, you know, get, get access to your emails, they could eventually change your, your 
your passwords. Um, but one, you know, one example that I've, I've seen um, pop up quite quite recently and also shows how adaptive um, you know scammers are. Um, I kept getting emails from Standard Bank saying that you know please please click on this link um, to apply for you know get your COVID nineteen relief fund. Now, obviously, I'm not a client of Standard Bank, but mm-hmm. for anyone who might be uh, a Standard Bank client, you know they would have definitely you know perhaps fallen prey to that, thinking, okay, I don't really know what's happening, but you know this definitely applies to me. And you know there, there are ways that you can identify those type of things immediately. Um, you know you have to look out for the grand and the, inter- uh, and the spelling and things like that. Those are usually dead giveaways. Um, now, there's something that's, that, that happens in the sense of emails, and it's called email spoofing, where basically, um, you know, scammers can basically make it look like the email is legitimate coming from a, you know, it comes from Standard Bank, but in most cases, it's not the case. I'm not, I'm not just referring to Standard Bank specifically. Understood. I'm talking- I'm talking from you know different different companies, and that's unfortunately currently there's no way you know to kind of prevent receiving those emails because for a lot of people, if you are expecting emails from your bank or you know your investment advisor or your you know different brokerages, that is a potential. And in in my opinion, one of the best defenses that that clients have is a phone call. Now, try try not to action um, any email that you receive. Um, phone your bank or phone your advisor or, you know, speak to the people, especially when it comes to your money and, and being online. And that's, that's is such a, I think, a tool that a lot of people overlook is that, you know, in this current day and age where we have WhatsApp and emails and, and, and everything else that we kind of forget that while well, we have a very good defense and that's phoning the bank or, you know, whoever, whoever is sending this email and confirm it with them. And that'll probably be the quickest way to determine if that email is legitimate or not. Yes, okay, so the phone call is the first one. Then you go on to say lots of investment companies have implemented a lot of security over the years, but investors still get caught sometimes. Tips for other advisors listening. You can be held liable for releasing funds without your client's permission, even if their email account was hacked. So you're talking now not to the individual, but to the advisor, him or herself. Yeah, so that that was a, a case that happened quite a few years ago, and I'm not going to go into too much detail but basically a client's email address was hacked um, and the hackers basically instructed uh, their the the managers or fund managers to release money um, into a third-party bank account and and this is what happened and uh, it went it went to court and the advisor actually was forced to to pay back that money um, and that's also something that we've implemented at Brentus is whenever we get a email from a client and you know a lot of the times we look out for spelling and um, we, we also look at the the manner and how we normally communicate with those clients and if we you know get an uneasy feeling then we, then we start asking questions but we have implemented systems that well not systems you know basic thing if, if a client uh, you know sends us an email asking us to withdraw money we always call them and we, we confirm them and I can actually say that it's happened to us um, in the past where one of our clients email addresses were hacked and we found them and they actually said, no, that's not my um, instruction. So there's, there's definite, definitely ways that, that you know, clients and advisors can protect themselves. And as, as, as you mentioned, you know, um, the different, different mancos or management companies and, and platforms have implemented what's called two-factor authorization for withdrawals as well. So if you want to withdraw 
money, you have to then provide a, a one-time pin, and you know that's that's really hard to bolster the defence. But people still get caught, um, and that's that's really the message today: is that you know you have to keep your wits about you, look out for anything that might give you an uneasy feeling, and it goes both ways. You know, both the investor as well as the company that's dealing with investors. You need to always be. On, on alert, uh, especially in today's day and age. Okay, so let's just recap here. I mean, the first thing that I look at when I get an email and it looks suspicious, I mean, I'm sort of quite wily in, in my way, so I understand what's going on. But let's say I was my guard was down. The first thing you look at is the email address, address from which it's come. In other words, if it says this is an ABSA or a Standard Bank or an FMB or a Ned Bank or a Capitec, whatever it is, just have a look at the address. And if it's got some really weird sort of email reply address, then you know that that is a red flag also as you quite rightly say because it may come from different countries not south africa then the spelling or the grammar uh, may be wrong those are the first two that should alert you is that correct most most definitely and there's also another i think very overlooked um security tool that's been implemented on most websites when you're dealing with financial transactions and that's referred to as https now for a lot of people who might think i'm speaking greek here when you go into a website such as your bank or you know any other portal where, where it deals with any financial transactions, you'll see a little lock symbol next to your your, your web page address. So you know where you type in www.google, mm. you'll normally see a green lock. Now, a lot of a lot of scammers that that do have these spoofing emails, they normally redirect to websites that don't have that. And in most cases, webs, uh, you know, web browsers are quite advanced today that they will warn you, saying, you know, this doesn't look legitimate. But again, um, you know, a lot of these these type of emails or, or scams actually redirect you through different ways, and then that's how they get your information. Um, I always laugh when I get. Um, emails from Luna saying that my password has been hacked and I need to reset it. And I can, I can obviously see it a mile away because I, I don't have a Luna account. Mm. It's just an example um, because it redirects me to another website that doesn't even go to Luna.com. It goes to some completely odd website and, and you, can, you can spot that. But as I mentioned, you know, some people might not be aware of it. Um, you know, the, 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 the best advice you know, in securing your, your finances online is always ask more questions you know don't don't trust the first thing that you see online you know there's there's always a possibility that it's not not above board indeed and the first thing that you should do of course if you're even slightly in doubt even if it looks the most legitimate email or approach that you've ever had uh, just phone up your financial advisor or, or, or phone up your bank or your institution whatever it is and say did you send me this what's the story here exactly and and, and on that point as well just thinking about it don't use the phone number that's provided in the email. Go to their websites. Go to your bank or your financial advisor's website. Or if you have them on speed dial, then you know, give them a call or send them a WhatsApp. Um, that's also very important. So if you have any any suspicion that it's not legitimate, then then you know, use that that intuition of of not actioning anything that you read, especially in your emails. Great advice, uh, Mags. During these times, of course, the predators are out there, uh, but we will thwart them. Don't worry about that. Mags Haystack is from Prenthurst Wealth, which is the home of wealth and SA's top boutique wealth manager. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Prenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.